Welcome to Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, episode 30. I'm joined, as always, by Christian, my co-host. Christian, how you doing today, brother? Doing well. How you doing? Ah, killing it. Uh, today, we are fortunate enough to be once again on location at the Breezy Foundation in downtown Los Angeles. We are joined once again by Mr. Luke O'Quinn from the Youth Leadership Program for LAFC. Luke, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back. You are only our second ever returning guest to the show, so quite a privilege, sir, to have I'm you honored. back on. Honored. For those of you who remember our episode with the Youth Leadership Program about 10, 15 episodes ago, we interviewed both the founder and the current runners of the Youth Leadership Program. We are back here at the Breezy Foundation today to check in with some of the actual participants, both currently enrolled and graduated from the Youth Leadership Program. Uh, for those of our guests that listeners that might not be a hundred percent familiar with the youth leadership program, Luke, would you kind of take us through your role within the youth leadership program and what service it provides the community here at the Breezy Foundation? Yes, absolutely. So, um, the youth leadership program is a leadership development program for high school kids in Central and South Los Angeles. Our main goal as a program is to to develop these high school leaders uh, to be leaders in the community, also to be workforce ready. So to prepare them for their first job interview, to have a resume ready, and then. The biggest portion of the program is these high school leaders coach free soccer classes at local schools around the community. So my role as a director is to develop these high school kids um, and empower them with the confidence and the skills to not only mentor younger students, but to be confident to strive for potential and goals you know, ahead of them in life. Super interesting story. And for those that are listening to this episode and want to listen to the first episode that we had here at the Youth Leader program at Brissy. That's episode 18. It's a good introduction into what great things LAFC and YLP is doing. Yeah, absolutely. It was a two-parter, was it not? Episode it was. 18 and 19? So Just much content. a long one, yeah. So much content. <laughs> a lot of history, so very interesting. So now we're here back to, to hear the actual leaders that are being uh, a fruit of this investment in time and money and community. So with that, do you want to introduce some of the leaders? Yes, absolutely. So to my right, we have Ashley Reyes and Esmeralda Torres. They just finished their seventh day of leadership training. We were here all last week and this week, I mean, they stuck around to join us for this podcast and kind of share some of their insight and stories in the program. Well, we sincerely appreciate the two of you taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us today. So Ashley, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to the youth leadership program. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm 16. I'm an incoming senior at uh, Hawkins High School in South Central LA, born and raised. A lot of the things I do, um, I'm very athletic, so I do a lot of sports. I play three sports at our school. We have volleyball, soccer, softball. Wow. I think I'm very athletic because I'm very goal-oriented, so like having a game every week is just something I like doing. I'm a very determined person, so everything I do, I try to do it to my best ability as best as I can. It's just the way I am. I'm also goal-oriented. I'm, I'm a very motivated person, not just for myself, but I like being the bigger person so that one day I can go back and help those people around me. So how did those traits lead you to the YLP program in LAFC? What really brought it together was Danny was at one of our soccer practices, and I don't know what he saw. I'm not, ex I maybe potential, exactly. And he just called me over, and he's like, I need you to set you an interview and I want you to come into this program. 
And at first I was really nervous because I have a friend, Rachel, is also in it. And I was like, this is something I've never done before. It's never been brought up. So coming into it, I was like, wow, I'm not sure what I'm, what I'm coming into. I'm not sure what they're going to expect of me. But with the whole interview process, I was, I was nervous. I was in that interview room shaking everything. But coming into that first day of training last summer, I felt very welcomed. And I felt that this is something that I definitely wanted to be a part of. And I'm glad I'm here. Well, that's pretty cool. One of the leaders of the program saw something, a leadership quality in you on the pitch and approached you to become a member of this program. So that's a beautiful story about how you were led to the program. So uh, Esmeralda, why don't you tell us a bit about how you came to be enrolled in the program? My name is Esmeralda Torres. I am a student athlete, a 17-year-old student athlete at Augustus Hawkins High School. Um, I Just like Ashley, I play a lot of sports at my school. I play soccer, softball, golf, and volleyball. And I am a very curious and outgoing person. And I care about others more than I care about myself. And I care a lot about the community. So how did that lead you to the youth leadership program? Well, it led me to the youth leadership program because I am a very caring person. And growing up, I never had a role model in my life. I never had somebody like setting examples for me. I had siblings, but they would always neglect me. I, I never had somebody to talk to. I know there's other children growing up in L.A. that go through that, too. And an alumni, she is an alumni now. Her name is Christy. She told me about the program, and I felt very interested in it because I want to be a role model to other kids, too. Well, shout out to Christy. Hope you're listening uh, for uh, <laughs> inspiring the next generation. Interesting. So two different people identified both of you, and you guys go to the same high school. Did you guys know each other because of sports already? No? Yeah, we're best friends. Oh. <laughs> so did you tell each other that, oh, look, someone told me about this, and then you're like, well, someone told me about this, too. So that year, we were both in soccer, but I don't remember exactly like us like talking about it until after the whole interview process, and then first day of training, we're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're here, we're actually in training, and we're actually here meeting up, and yeah. Oh, so, so you guys kind of showed up and you guys like, yeah. hey, wait, you're here too. <laughs> That's funny. Luke, maybe you can take us through a little bit of the selection process or, or what goes through the mind of you as a leader when you go to a, approach a youth person about joining a leadership program. Yeah, definitely. So when we start the recruiting process in the spring, first we tell the current leaders to find someone, find a friend, someone younger than you, find someone that you think could really uphold the integrity and accountability of this program. And from there, you know, we reach out to principals, counselors, staff members of the schools to see if they have any uh, referrals. Do they see a younger student, freshman or sophomore that they think could be a good fit for this program? And then for the interview process, once we welcome them in, they have to have two letters of recommendation or a 2.5 GPA without any failed classes, and then also have an essay, you know, explaining, you know, why they want to join the program. During the interview process, um, a staff member's there, and we also have a current leader and an alumni in the interview room. So it's not just myself or other staff members that have a say of who comes into the program. We want the current leaders and alumni of the program to also have a say of who's going to carry on this legacy that they've created. And then during the interview process, I mean, we want authentic personality, authentic stories, really just, you know, the real reasons of why they want to be involved as a community leader. 
And something that I think gets mistaken with the program is that we're like a soccer academy or another soccer club. So there are some applicants that come in and talk about how many goals they scored or what team they play for. And quite honestly, that it doesn't matter to me. You know, I care more about how many goals they have. Right, right. <laughs> what, what, what are your aspirations in life? You know, have you worked with kids before? Like, do you care about working with kids? You know, do they have younger siblings where they've kind of practiced some of that mentorship and caring roles? And then I ask the leaders and the alumni, like, what they think. Like, do you think they have what it takes? Like, do you know anything about them? Like, who are their friends at school? Like, is it the right kind of network that we want to welcome in? So ladies, what's it like to go through that interview? What was it like to be on the other side of the table? For me, it was very, like, I was very intimidated by the people that were on the table because, like, it was, like, people that I, I didn't know. And it was very nerve-wracking, but at the same time, I was just so privileged to be Very similar. I was so nervous. Like Luke was saying, there are people that we recognize. So there was two people I knew who are now alumni, and they were just looking at me, smiling. It kept me going, and when I'm nervous, I smile a lot. So I was just looking at Danny, maintaining eye contact, making sure that I kept it professional, but also smiling and nodding along to what he was saying. And... Yeah, I kept it authentic as much as possible. I was honest with him because he was going to accept me the way I was. I wasn't going to go in there and lie to him. So what were your essays about that you had to write? My essay was about myself and like my past experiences and what I do, like my involvement in the school. And it was just like basic information about I wrote about what I did, sports. I wrote about clubs. I wrote about some family. I wrote about why being in the program would matter. So I wrote something like being in the program because I would like to be a part of the youth leadership program because I want to grow up and one day come back to the community and give them something that either I didn't have growing up or people my age didn't have growing up. Now that you are enrolled in the program, take us through some of the day-to-day operations. What do you do as a member of the program? Like inside or outside? Both. Either, either. Um, What does it mean to be a YLP leader? Like to me being a like I said before, it's a privilege being a YLP leader because not everybody gets to be one. And a lot of people were interviewed and a few were chosen. And I felt like like it made me realize that there was maybe there was something in me that I'd never seen before. And now I am a very, like, I used to be very shy. I couldn't talk. And now, like, they can't even shut me up now because I just <laughs> talk a lot. True. Yeah, I, I'm, now I'm a very, I'm the first person to, like, break the ice. And I, I couldn't do that before. And now, like, I, I'm able to, like, have a conversation with somebody. So what kind of coaching do you get day in and day out? What does the experience like for a participant that would you lead, lead you to have those kind of breakthroughs? Well, we have um, emotional support. We, it's not just about training and what we have to do. It's about our, like, emotional side, too. And, like, I feel like that helped me. Because we have like public speaking, yeah, like so stations, things workshops. like that. Yeah. Workshops, mm-hmm. there we go. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just feel like those have helped me to be a better person. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. Do you feel like having these kinds of opportunities have allowed you to show your true self? You yeah, just didn't know how to express it before? Yeah. So Ashley, maybe you could take us through some of the day-to-day things that you go through as a member of YLP. A lot of it is having sometimes just having people come up to you and it's like, what is this? What are, you, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? We come into when we have workshops, when we go to the classes, and we just always walk in. We know why we're here and what we're doing it for. It's just simple. It's for the kids. It's for the people. And um, so I've 
like a lot of the stuff we do, like Esmeralda was saying with the emotional workshops or financial stuff, for the emotional stuff, it's a, it takes a lot to just be vulnerable, especially if you don't know everyone. Like last summer when we had some of the stuff, it's, it's, re it's really tough to just walk in the room and just completely take that off and be, I'm ready, I'm ready to talk about some stuff. Because some people just aren't open like that. And with the financial stuff, it's really tough sometimes not having stuff like that at school. So having a program like this and having them offer financial workshops, talking about credit cards, talking about bank accounts, it's different because sometimes not even your parents will talk to you about this stuff until you're like much older if graduated. So Luke, maybe you can touch on how you structure some of these programs together that you put the leaders through. Yeah, so I would say, you know, we try and categorize the program into three main areas. One, the leadership building as far as community builders, giving them a creative space to, to understand that, you know, we're representing, you know, not just the club and city and community, but, you know, we have to be a team together, be a strong unit. So there's a lot of team bonding, leadership building, teamwork building. So we create all sorts of different exercises around problem solving, different games and activities where there's a challenge and the leaders have to work together. We'll make up rules how like they can't talk for, you know, two or three minutes and they have to com complete a challenge or like one group has so many resources and the other group doesn't. And we talk about how that feels to not have as much resources, to but to be given the same task. The other category is around our workforce readiness. So the girls had just spoken about some of our workshops. Um, we have workshops around resume building, public speaking, interview skills, where we have um, representatives from the Bank of California and LAFC come in and they like run through a practice fake interview. So Ashley and Esme will come in, dress professional, they'll have their resume ready, and they'll go through you know, a mock interview where they get a rubric and feedback on whether they made eye contact, were they dressed appropriately, did they answer questions clearly enough. And then the, the last category is around coaching and facilitation. So the leaders will coach two soccer classes a week, uh, local schools around the community. And these soccer classes are not solely to develop soccer skill, but to develop character through soccer. Our pillars are integrity, accountability, community, and commitment. So we facilitate different soccer activities and talk about some of these words and how are they used in soccer and then how can they be used at home or at school or in the community. I think that's great. I mean, you're getting a lot of practical training and I think... It's good because not everyone gets opportunity to, to have that, even if you're from a more affluent neighborhood. They don't necessarily teach you how to talk about your resume or interview, which is awesome that you're getting it so young. Would you say that some of the workshops help you be vulnerable or emotional? Because that's also a tougher thing as you become an adult, um, because you're from these neighborhoods where you feel like you always have to have this strong like face that it takes a little more time to get into um, expressing yourself in front of people you may not know or people that you're becoming friends with. How like, describe that feeling initially and how you work through that over time. So today I saw it specifically because last year we had the exact same activity, activity an yes. activity that we did today. So it was, uh, we had to write about anything we wanted, any topic and just present it. So it goes in with public speaking. And last year when I went up, I had an anxiety attack and I had to step out the room. Today I did it and I, I got through it. So just with one year, you see the difference. And for me to be here right now. It's okay, no, 
Yeah. You're doing great. Yeah. And you're doing awesome right now. Uh, did awesome earlier today. It's not an easy thing to speak to people in general. It's much harder to speak to people about yourself. Those are things that are a challenge to do, um, even for people who have everything going for them. Um, most of us are not in that camp. Most of us come from places where we have had to struggle, we have had to fight in order to uh, in order to to get where we are. Um, and being able to stop and speak about those things is incredibly difficult, whether you're new to doing it or whether you've been doing it for a very long time. So we certainly applaud you um, for coming on the show, um, and you know, thank you for being able to speak to us about what it's like to experience these programs. Well, definitely. If you told me in January that I was going to be having a podcast, no. I'm a shy person. Like, this sport has allowed me to express myself in a different way also, right? Now I get to meet cool people. There's no cameras yet. So maybe later we'll introduce a vlog. But, you know, hearing personal stories and being in a smaller room and broadcasting it later to others is something that I find really interesting and cool. And you guys are, you know, beginning some of these expressive steps. And that's why I mentioned earlier that even as an adult, you don't necessarily uh, get to do those things. And the fact that you're doing this earlier and getting through those um, kind of like emotional um, stepping stones is, is an incredible thing. So you were saying that in the earlier today, you were able to have a, uh, express yourself in a much better way in comparison to last year. And, that, you know, that, that feels like a breakthrough to you. Um, is there any other things that you wanted to share that you feel like you've progressed from one year to the next? I've progressed a lot. Last year, I wasn't able to, like I said, I wasn't able to speak to people. And I wasn't able to speak in front of a group of people also. And I feel like I've, overca like, I've overcame that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I feel better about myself when I'm speaking to others. And now, like I said, I'm a very chatty person. And, like, I always talk and I'm always, like, I, I'm that type of person you could be comfortable around with now. And the emotional workshops, like like I said, growing up, I didn't really have anybody to be there for me. And I didn't know how to deal with emotions. And last year, it, we had a camp and we had an emotional workshop. And it was the first time I ever cried in front of somebody. And that was something big for me because it was like, I felt like, I felt weak. I, I felt like horrible about myself. But I later on learned that it's something good to do. Yeah, it's better to let it out. Yeah. That's not good to hold it in. Where do you see these life skills that you're learning here in the YLP program manifesting themselves once you graduate from the program? What are you hoping to gain from this? And what are you hoping to take into the next steps in your life as, as you enter adulthood? Like I was saying, these are qualities that I'm building up. And I know they will later help me out because like the resumes, all that. I recently um, applied for a job and I, I actually got it. And... I, I wasn't able to do it because of LAFC, but like just the fact that I got accepted into it was something big for me. And it was, it was just all those qualities that I learned here in the program. And I feel like I'm able to use them outside because I'm still like, I'm building as a person. I'm still finding myself, still finding my purpose. And I, I honestly do like see myself coming back to the community because I do want to work for something nonprofit just like this, I might come back here or I might like start something new. Well, those are great stories. We really appreciate you sharing them with us. And uh, we haven't really talked much about LAFC, but you guys had a pretty amazing LAFC experience today. You guys got to go down to the training center and, and 
you may have met a certain player. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about that? It's pretty funny because we didn't, we didn't think that we would meet this person. We are sitting on the couch, gathered around, eating pizza very messily. And Rich Orozco comes out, Uncle Rich, and he's like, I, we have a little surprise for you. And we just see Carlos Vela come out. A lot of us were like, oh, my God, Vela. But at the same time, we're like, oh, keep her cool. This is it. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a regular person. Of course, to us, he's like, oh, my God, this is a professional soccer player. But, I mean, I got to shake his hand. So that's not something you do every day. So we just gathered around for a picture. And, just, I mean, just that. It was just so cool. Just saying hi to him. It was amazing. Yeah, everyone was freaking out. And I was just the only one on the couch. And I was like, oh. Like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Carlos. But, like... I didn't overreact because I still don't have those emotions. I still don't know how to express them. I would yeah. have overreacted. I overreacted a bit, yeah. I would have probably jumped up and started chanting like, Bela, mi buen amigo. But um, uh, that probably would have caused him to turn around and walk out of the room right away. So thankfully, uh, you know, I haven't been stuck in an experience where I was surprised face-to-face with Calitos himself. I don't know what I would do. I, I, I would probably like cry and hug him and tell him something really awkward. I, I'm not even sure what would happen. I like um, I would try to act cool, but looked really nervous it would be a selfie <laughs> with him looking uncomfortable and me looking just yeah, just cheesing yeah. so yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, that's it's incredible. not good it's not I good feel, i feel like the reason why i didn't like overreact was because last year we had a breezy gala and i met um latif blessing for the first oh. time and like i panicked and i overreacted and i i ended up asking him what he did for a living and i and i was just so like afterwards i just looked back i was like did i really just do that and i didn't want to make myself like look bad in front of Carlos, like, again. Like. I mean, I feel like I'd get excited again around Latif, too. He's the people's champion. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that's awesome that you guys had that opportunity today. You know, a year ago, you guys were in a different place, and there's been a lot of progression. You guys are entering your senior year, which is epic. So just, you know, take advantage of these times. Even though it may seem stressful, you'll realize when you're an adult that things change, and it becomes more you become more responsible so it becomes a little more stressful so have have fun stay very busy as you are because um it, it's gonna be good in terms of time management when you get older too you're gonna be be more way way more i just can't even speak you, you'll be way more productive um when you are able to manage your time the way you're doing that now if you guys had some advice for a young person out there that might feel a little lost or, or feel like they need some coaching would you advise them to join the YLP program, and, and how would you recommend they go about that? I would definitely recommend them to join this program. I don't think I'd start off with the whole, oh, yeah, you're going to get to meet the players. I would start off with the, you have to think about long-term. So it's just just going into training, you're going to learn so much, and then after months and months, you build connections, you build bonds with certain people that you never thought you'd meet, even if it's just, like, you meet people in marketing, you meet people that, record and you meet like a lot of different people because you never know what you're going to end up doing you might go to college major in something and that's not what you end up doing in life and you just call someone back up you're like I met you this day because of this program I'm looking for a job stuff like that and so I would I I would definitely start off with that if I was going to tell someone to join this program because it's something that you have to think about especially starting young well, I would also like definitely recommend this program because like oh like it like kids now they're like less involved with like things at school, the community, they're always on their phones and things like that. 
And I feel like a program like this would make them more involved with the community. And that's something that's good. And, like, they learn how to... They learn these leadership skills that no one else is going to teach you at school or on the street and things like that. And it's also a great program to keep um, kids off the street because I honestly don't know where I would be at at the moment if I wasn't in the program. I would probably just be like everybody else, like doing not good things. And a lot of, I hope, like, like I would recommend this program because I, I want kids to better themselves. And... Like just like me, I want to make the, I want to like build opportunities for the next generation, and I want them to like end up being a role model just like me. Yeah. So well said. Thank you. So finally, ladies, before we free you from the confines of the microphone, we have one last question for you, a question that's very near and dear to all of us. It's the name of our show. It's one of the biggest themes behind the community aspect of this club, and it's. The phrase shoulder to shoulder. When you hear a phrase like shoulder to shoulder and it speaks of the community, how does that resonate with each of you? To me, it's, I just, when I hear that phrase, I just automatically think community. I think about group, not self. I think about everybody together as, as one, not just like, yeah, just as one. So um, when I think shoulder to shoulder, I, I think community again. Um, but I also think that sometimes you're going to need help, that you're not always going to get there by yourself. Sometimes you need other people, and that's, that's okay. It's always okay to ask for help because in the end, you're going to end up thanking those people f- for helping you get where you were. Well, speaking of thanking people, thank you both for coming on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Thank you, it thank you for having us. <laughs> Welcome to the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast. This is part two of episode three. Um, I want to have Luke introduce two of the, uh, I guess, outgoing alumni leaders. What we have here is um, Maynard and Nathan. Yes, so two of our very most recent alumni, Nathan Cardenas and Maynard Ramirez, um, two central LA leaders that are heading off to college this fall. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Go ahead, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your backstories. Well, thank you for having us. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Maynard Ramirez. I just graduated high school about two months ago. Um, I'm an upcoming freshman at Cal State Northridge. A little bit about myself is that I'm very an outgoing person. I'm also very athletic. I love to always be outdoors. I always like to travel, to maybe run some hikes, play some soccer. Um, hello, I'm Nathan. And for me, um, I'm also like an incoming freshman at Cal State Northridge. And a little bit about myself is that I'm a student athlete in which like school comes first. That was always my priority first. And then like, of course, playing soccer and just being out with my family too. I like being outdoors as well. As well as mainly, I like going hiking. I like going to like, I like swimming also. I don't know. I just don't like being home because I feel trapped. But yeah, I like traveling too, especially. Are you guys best friends? Sort of. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you guys have similar hobbies. So I figure you guys probably hang out quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, we play soccer together on Sundays. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so. in, in, in L.A.? Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about what life was like for the two of you here prior to joining the Youth Leadership Program. Life was really like more as opening up to situations that you don't really expect and situations where it's going to put you at your most vulnerable point. It's a place where you want to belong, but you're not sure if you're there. So it's a place where 
where you want to fit in, you want to, you know, you want to be just like the rest, you want to outcome your, your biggest fears. But overall, it's just a place where it's a learning experience. So a place where you, you're learning every single day and you're learning new things about you and the things that you, you didn't think you were able to do, you, you end up doing them. LFC, well, pretty much, like, they put you in difficult situations, but it's not for for a bad thing, it's for your own good. Like, it helps you build that character that you never saw within yourself. And I feel like I found myself, like, over the two years that I was part of this LFC internship, I was able to better my public speaking skills. Like, I was very isolated from others because I tend to just, like, that's part of how I grew up in my type of community. It was very, like, hard just to, like, trust people and just to like con- have like a conversation with a person but like I realized that it's okay that you had to build those connections in order to grow and like build your character. So take us through perhaps some of the experiences, some of the processes, some of the the workshops that you went through while you were in the program. What are some of your most memorable events that you did as far as building yourself up as a youth leader? I feel like the public speaking one <laughs> especially was like my main point because I was very like I remember the first I remember last year especially um, when I went up there that I had to introduce myself I kept repeating myself and like just saying the phrase like 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 mm-hmm. like and I was like this doesn't sound right and then like after the leaders called me out on it like 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 I was just very nervous but like uh, throughout the like the years and the workshops that um, LSE offered I was able to just um, surpass that and grow and then just like communicate with people and then they put me like in tough situations as I mentioned like in front of like a hundreds of people and I was able to just like be myself and just talk talk like if I'm having a normal conversation. I would also agree with Nathan with the public speaking workshop. It was a workshop where you realize you start focusing more on what you're saying and how it could affect others whether like you're talking about yourself or you're talking about others um, in situations that that you know it's 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 very like how you're gonna sound and how you're gonna come across come across it you know yeah so when you guys were interviewing did you did you know the, or did you feel like you were gonna progress this much in your personal development speaking skills did did you see this future nathan or mayner when you were in that room talking to these people that were you know trying to get to know you well i say i wouldn't like i didn't even think um lafc offered this much and this much support that you're able to just grow. I feel like when, when I was in that interview, I was really nervous, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to just play soccer with these kids. It's going to be smooth. Like, I love soccer, so I'm able to just, like, teach them a little bit of my moves, even though, like, they're not that great, but it might, like, help them improve. But, like, Your you realize... Your moves are the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, once you're, like, actually in the program, they actually tell you and how serious this is and, like, how much it would benefit, like, you being a role model to these youth. And I know, like, um, growing up, I didn't really have that role model in my life. And then, like, just having that, like, giving back to my community and, like, building these workshops, I knew that this is a place I wanted to be in because I wanted to give back to my community, something that I didn't have, like, growing up. Like, I wish I had someone to look up to and just playing what I love to do and learn from it. But now, like, I'm doing the same and in my local community, so, like... That's something very awesome that I learned. Yeah, so I didn't. I also didn't expect um, this opportunity either that I would be seeing myself here um, in face with you guys. It's really something awesome, and I'm honored to be here. It's 
I was I was growing up I was a very like timid kid. Um unfortunately I didn't have I also didn't have no one to look up to. You know, um I have two other two younger sisters. So I'm basically the role model and for what I'm doing, I want you know, when I'm not there, I want them to know that I wanted to I want to leave, you know, some a part of me to them, you know. Leave them with something that that oh um I wish I could be some someone like my brother, you know, because uh, my family is most important to me, and this wasn't until when I had a performance evaluation with our old um, director, which his name was Ivan, and he he put me to the test. He was like, yeah, you know, next year I won't be able to be here, um, but I want you to assume the role of of two former alumni that they 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 were they were really looked upon everybody else. Their names are Axel and Zayla mm -hmm. and he told me straight up he told me I want I want you to be in the in the roles that they had I want you to to be you know the role model because everybody everybody honestly we all just wish we were just like them like leadership just came naturally for them and it was just that just how they acted they acted in the classes or like outside of classes in like workshops or in meetings and then that's when that's when my old director told me, you know, you know what, I want you to be like them. I want you to stand out. That's my challenge for you, even though I'm not going to be here. And, it, you know, that's something that I felt that it was right for me to do. And a goal that I put upon myself that, you know what, um, Luke, um, Ivan's not going to be here. So whoever's our next director, that's who I'm going to show it to. And I think the, this is where I'm at now. And that's it really it worked out for me. So both of you are college freshmen. Um, are you the first in your family to attend college? How did this program prepare you for that experience? Or incoming freshmen, right? Incoming freshmen, yeah. right, right. I'm a first generation, like incoming, like freshman. So like, it's very hard because you don't. You, I don't, I feel like I'm not prepared with this. Like, I feel like college is just gonna like hit me. But like with LAFC, they help you a lot with that time management. Like, I feel like time management is very important for me, and I realized it throughout my program experience because I was very involved in a lot of sports and like just working after with my mom just like making sure my schedule fit in so time management was key and then I realized like right now I just finished I'm about to finish my sixth week of my EOP bridge at um CSUN so like I was able to like learn more about that time management and then I was able to suit it yeah yeah, so it's very it's very difficult. If if we would have never had this program, then uh, I feel like college it would be a struggle, you know, because um, Latinos they're seen as the minority group, you know, whether it's um, high school dropout or you know something else in the streets, and you know the, this program really like keeps you out of that. It keeps you out of the streets. It keeps you out of um, things that one that others want you to be, but. It's up to you whether you want to make that change into the group, into the group, the race, the ethnicity that you're you're representing. You know, so LFC really helped out with reaching reaching that goal of getting into college. You know, making sure our resumes were like um, up to date, which is something that we needed as well. Um, as Nathan was saying, time management, making sure that everything's you have your priorities first, whether it's your family first, your school, your education. You know, how far do you want to make it? 
so it's it's pretty much that's that's how they they helped us reach that that goal. And what are you guys studying? Plan on studying? I went in as, as a business major, but I'm still like undecided because I feel like going into college, you just don't know what you want to do. But as of right now, I want to really explore and like what really what really will my future behold. So I really want to just explore and just like I feel like business since I'm good at like public speaking and all of that. So I feel like public communications and just numbers itself is going to like suit me. Yeah. Yeah, so we're pretty much doing the same thing. We we thought about it. We were like, you know what, bro? Like, we're gonna do this together, and we're gonna explore that that business field because we we had like a a good um, insight of it even before with Richard Roscoe. He introduced us to what he did in his life, and that's something that we liked, you know. And especially, we're good at public speaking, so it's something that it could help out. Uh, maybe not. Maybe yeah. Oh, that's always gonna help out. Yeah, Honestly, of course. Being able to express yourself is important in any career, um, and the fact that you guys will support each other it's good because you'll have each other when you guys arrive. And I'm sure you guys will broaden your network once you're there, um, and have you know a group of friends that'll become kind of your new set of groups that you'll probably introduce to LAFC and YLP as well. Because I think. At least it sounds like you guys feel like this has been uh, something that's life-changing and you want to express it to others, is what I'm hearing. So along the lines of expressing it to others, what message would you have for a young person that's out here in the L.A. community that doesn't feel they have these skills, that feels a little lost or doesn't have direction? Would you encourage them to join the program? What would you say to them? I know I would definitely like encourage them to join this program because of what it offers and how much it helps you build your character. Even if you feel lost, like I know like... It's a, um, you're able to like surpass that and just like grow. And I feel like this program helps you with, um, with emotions and just like other workshops that will help you guide you in like real workforce situations and how to become an actual adult. Like you just become very professional and you mature a lot throughout the years. But I would say to them, just like take um, your opportunities and like try to get involved in your community. And if you can't join LAFC YLP because there's a lot to offer. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it as well, because um, as you were saying that um, someone that actually would was taking the time for them to look maybe for what they want to do in the future. Um, I actually went through that stage a while back when I was in my junior year. You know what? I was I didn't I didn't know what what I wanted. I didn't know what I, what was my purpose, and I didn't know why why I did the things that I did. So it wasn't to a point where they actually brought LAFC to our school. So that it was, it looked like something that I wanted to do. And maybe that's where I would find my purpose in why um, I'm living this life every day, you know. So for me, it's coming, it's first off finding, finding yourself, finding what you want to do. I know it's not easy. It will take some time. But if you have a program like LAFC, YLP, it would definitely like, you know what, like this is what I want to do. This is why, this is why I want to help out my community. This is why um, I'm a good influencer for this. So that's, that's kind of the reasons why. Would you say that um, because there's resources and time being spent with you guys that the, the youth that, that participates here invest so much of their time and desire into becoming better is it because you see the staff here also putting the same kind of effort 
into your progression? Well, it's not only that. It's also like, you know, representing, you're representing something bigger than you. And you want to, you want to make sure that you're the, you're the best that you can be. And, but as well as you're learning from it. So it's, it's really about the learning experience instead of trying to be the best that you can be because anybody could say, oh, I'm the best, but how are you, how are you going to show that? How are you going to make sure that, that you're, you're just not showing off, you know? So it's, it's kind of that reason why. I feel like the leaders, like overall, from what I've like seen and like viewed, I feel like, uh, like once they start, they think that it's all like fun and games, but then like, um, after like a few weeks or months, you start to realize that this is something bigger and it's more serious because um, we really want to like make sure these kids are having the fun time and they're actually like, because these kids are spending their time and like after school just to stay with us and play the sport they love. So I feel like if they're giving us the same energy in like coming and participating, then we should give the same back and like give them the option to like have that freedom of play and keep them in a safe environment. So now that you guys have completed you know you're you've graduated from school progressed past uh being leaders and outgoing alumni and incoming freshmen what does shoulder to shoulder mean to both of you um shoulder to shoulder to me means it's short but simple but it means um together as one a community and just um yeah well for me it means uh unity so bringing in bringing in um what you know to the others and help uh helping together as one so you know it's not it's not really like it, this is off topic you know but it's not nothing lac related but what we've been seeing nowadays about how those mass shootings have been occurring you know and it's it really puts you to what i well what i saw was that there were there was a group of people that, that were actually injured during that and some were um some were even killed, um, and that I just like I don't know why, but that just came into shoulder to shoulder really came into my mind because there was what I saw was that someone someone needed a blood transplant, and it was one person, and that but the community knew who they were, so that whole community they went they rushed to the hospital and everybody lined up for um for to help out with the, the blood transplant. So that really comes to show whether what you're doing in the in the community and others are realizing that that you're doing something good, you know, your community is going to help out back. They got your back and that's that's basically saying like, you know, that's another another line for shoulder to shoulder uh, basically uniting as one, um being a community that, you know, a force for good. Something that the that you know, the community with the community, your your voice, your voice in in how we're living now is gonna be so much bigger than if you're stating, you know, by yourself or you're protesting for something that you know feels right. But once you have everybody else, you're you're set. Well, I think these things do affect our community. I think even within the world of soccer, uh, we had an MLS player during a game call for uh, you know action to be taken uh, in the world of. Uh, you know, these, these things that have been taking place within the community across America. We have uh, in El Paso, 
there was a youth soccer club, the El Paso Fusion, uh, which was a youth women's soccer club that was involved in the incident there. And, you know, there's been a big rally in the community to reach out and support, uh, you know, the families of those people involved. So I, I do think this is something that affects the LAFC community, uh, the American community, certainly. Um, and part of this program is about us connecting with the community and, and certainly that is that is a big part of both the the MLS community and, and the American community at the moment so I, I do feel that 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 does naturally connect uh, Luke I have to say uh, you know thank you for bringing these leaders to us today I'm, I'm very impressed with the caliber of adults you have created in this program do you have any final words for uh, the LAFC community uh, on this show about what the YLP program is doing going forward and, and some thoughts about, um, you know, the leaders you've brought here before us. Yeah, sure. So, you know, for the LAFC community, um, I, want, I want everyone to know how dedicated these leaders and alumni are to giving back to the community and just dedicated to creating change. Um, the leaders didn't touch on any of it today, but, you know, they meet and talk to and create relationships with several kids at these schools. And they see progress throughout the school year of how kids may have some um, behavior challenges and may have trouble following directions. But through these classes and through the mentorship and the, the relationships that these leaders and alumni have created, you know, these younger students have, have shown progress and change um, because of these classes. Um, and, you know, just to like touch on, you know, the, the guests that we have today, um, you know, they were all chosen for a reason. Like we have lots of alumni, lots of current leaders that we could have brought in here. And, you know, myself and Danny Oliver and our other staff members, you know, we chose these leaders and alumni because they've represented the program um, so well. Uh, you know, Maynard and Nathan the last two years, Esme and Ashley this past year and, um, they're continually giving back. You know, I can ask them any day of the week, like we need two volunteers for this or we need help for that. Um, and they'll respond whether um, they can do it or if they can't do it, they'll say something like, I wish I could be there, but I have a schedule conflict. Um, so I see great things happening um, that they're going to be involved in. And I can see, you know, these four uh, leaders um, and, you know, former leaders, now alumni, um, I could see them being in my role someday um, and, you know, running their own site at one of these schools, um, you know, mentoring a whole new group of high school students uh, based on, you know, the experiences that they had in the program and just because that they're so committed to giving back to the community. Well, speaking of giving back, real quick, let's just shout out, if you want to get a hold of Breezy, you can reach them at www.breese.org forward slash LAFC. You can find them on Instagram at at LAFCYLP for the Youth Leadership Program. And if you're looking to get a hold of Luke here, let's say you want to get involved in helping these young leaders, you can reach out to him at L-O-Q-U-I-N-N at L-A-F-C-Y-L-P.com. So we highly encourage all of the LAFC community to get involved in the youth leadership program. Um, this is something that we as an organization should be very proud of. Luke, we are certainly proud of the work that you and your team have been doing. Um, really excellent work out in the community and in bringing up these young people. And thank you for that. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. 
Make sure to follow us at LAFC Nathan. Make sure to follow me at LAFC Maynard. Make sure to follow me at LAFC Ashley. You guys could give me a follow at LAFC Esmeralda. Yeah, if you want to follow the show, you can reach out to us at, at LAFCS2S on all your social media platforms. You can always reach out to myself, Jonathan, or Christian with our first names at LAFCS2S.com. If you ever have questions, emails, concerns, you maybe you want to be a guest on the show. Uh, maybe you want to get in contact with the guests that we've had on the show, and you want to use us as an avenue to reach out to these folks and get involved. Uh, we sincerely appreciate all of your support within the community, and please reach out to us if you have any questions. Sticks, take us home. Showed up to showed up. Together, this our culture. Feel the force of a supernova. Stay flying that FC Dorsum. Hey, shopping down to Nikki's, Koreatown Liddy. Cape us old mommy, about to drop her fifth. They won't need to stop, but I ain't. Come to my house, I'll defend that bank.